Hello and welcome back to Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast of choice. And we are back with another episode of Future Bucks. Future Bucks is your bi-weekly show devoted to the prospects in the Pittsburgh Pirates system. And what we've decided to do with Future Bucks is alternate levels of the team system with each show. For this week's episode, for example, we will talk about the prospects within the team's top two levels, those being the Altoona Curb and Indianapolis Indians. And then next week, we will delve into the prospects found with the Bradenton Marauders and West Virginia Power, and so on and so on. So, I want to dive in right now in our first segment today and talk about everyone's favorite Pirates prospect, starting pitcher, Mitch Keller. It's been business as usual for Keller, who has pitched to a 0.77 ERA in two starts for the tri- for the AA Altoona Curve, with 13 strikeouts against four walks. Pirates GM Neil Huntington famously put stock in quality of reps, be it for pitching or hitting prospects, and... What that means is that if a prospect is talented enough or has been dominant enough at a certain level, the number of innings or number of at-bats absolutely do not matter. We saw that with Garrett Cole, who only put in 13 total starts at AAA before being promoted to the majors in 2013. And even before that, he was still on a very fast track, making it all the way up to AAA in his first professional season in 2012. Now, Keller might not be that quick, but the quality of innings he's put in over the last year, year and a half, and that being, if we even say two years, that was the Bradenton Marauders Championship. That was half a season in AA last year. The Eastern League playoffs where he really excelled. And then the Arizona Fall League where he drew rave reviews. The quality of these innings and the work that he's put in may mean that he too will not be unduly held back simply due to a perceived experience level. But the one thing that could hold him back is still going to be that changeup, which... As much as it improved in the Arizona Fall League, it is still what a lot of people call a feel pitch, meaning that many pitchers have to learn how to throw it, when to throw it, against which hitters to throw it, etc., before trusting it at the major league level. You know, it's not like a fastball where you either have it or you don't, or a curveball, too, for that matter. But the changeup to me is tied in with learning how to pitch. And right now, Keller, despite his amazing statistics, despite his amazing trajectory, despite the warm and fuzzies that he's instilling in many Pittsburgh Pirates fans, still is learning to pitch. We have to keep that in mind. So with this pitch in particular, which he absolutely needs to be a viable Major League starter, make no question, may hold him back a little bit. You know, but that comes back to the quality of innings idea again. Because what better way to hone that pitch against a good quality hitter? And he's getting that at AA right now. He will be in AAA before too long. And... I still believe that his ultimate ceiling, at least this year, might just be with the Pittsburgh Pirates by season end. Yes, I still do believe that. Whether it be you know mid to late summer due to injury or ineffectiveness, whether it be a strictly September call-up, we've seen stranger things happen. Steven Strasburg, uh, feel free to correct me on this. I don't have it in front of me. But I believe he went straight to the majors from AA. And a personal example for me would be Jordan Hicks of the St. Louis Cardinals, the hard-throwing righty who... Just two years ago, was with the Cardinals short season state college team, a team I covered for a paper up here in state college. So I've seen that happen. I've seen these fast tracks before. Each each situation is different. Each prospect is different. But Keller seems to have all the makings of a guy who will be heard from in Pittsburgh this year. And that's a good place for us to take it. Let's talk about log jams. Uh, we've seen that Colin Moran appears to be the real deal of third base. So where does that leave guys like Will Craig or Cabrian Hayes? Uh, both are third-base prospects with some pedigree. Hayes was the team's number fourth-ranked prospect. Craig is the 18th. Craig has now split some time 
almost equally between first base and third, and and playing DH for the curve as well. Um, but of the two, Hayes is obviously the better prospect, even if it's only by a hair. He has better contact skills, better athleticism. Uh, the arms are about the same. Hayes maybe has a little edge there as well. But the bigger question is, where do they fit in Pittsburgh's timeline, especially with Moran in tow? The traditional logic says that with him in tow, the team can take its time with either, hopefully waiting to see which one will distinguish themselves. But at the end of the day, are either of them going to take Colin Moran's job? It w- I think it would have to take a... And granted, Moran still has less than 100 plate appearances at the Major League level, even with his uh, pretty much starting role so far this year. So you kind of wonder, as long as Moran kind of stays on this projection, as long as he doesn't totally fall off the wagon, are either of these guys going to take Moran's jobs? job? I, d- I really don't think so. So we're going to talk more about what you can then do with them later. But let's talk about another logjam right now, and that's probably the most well-known logjam in the Pirate system, and that is at the Keystone, where one of Cole Tucker, Kevin Newman, and Kevin Kramer are going to be the odd man out. Uh, Tucker and Newman carry the sizzle as they are first-round picks, but it was second-round Kramer who, in my opinion, took more strides, well, maybe not as many strides as Tucker, but definitely equal strides to those guys in 2017 with the Altoona Curve uh, before a wrist injury to put himself in this conversation. The funny thing about Kramer is that his power tool is only rated as a 40, but it's translating into much more than that with game power. And that plus his athleticism may help him stick in the field at either second or short, most likely second. Um, And I I think just you have to really love what he's doing there. So one of the hardest things to do when evaluating these prospects is to truly judge them by looking outside of the team bubble. And that is understanding that just because we as evaluators and fans and, and you know, educate an analysis. Uh, we see and talk about these guys day in and day out. We talk about Brian Hayes, Mitch Keller, Austin Meadows, Kevin Newman, day in and day out. But what we don't realize is that just because we see them all all the time and talk about them all the time, does not mean that their talent level is actually where I think it may be compared to the rest of the game. And it is for that reason that the Pirates can let these particular log jams play out to see if someone takes the baton and runs with it. In our last segment, I'd like to talk about the best trade chips in the system not named Mitch Keller or Austin Meadows. Obviously, our discussion on log jams helps us kind of inform this. You know, those that lose out on those battles can be offered up as trade chips or throw-ins in a trade. But what about the folks already at the big leagues, the Max Moroffs or the Jose Azuna types? And as we just said previously, you have to judge an organization's true talent level by taking an honest accounting and comparing it to the talent level across Major League Baseball. And the fact is that none of these types of players, and you can add names like Jordan Luplo or, or Davidis Nevaraskis and others into the mix, none of them can really carry a trade package on their own, but they do serve as quality pieces. I think one thing we have to remember as we think about prospects is that one of the main functions of a healthy farm system is not only to graduate talent to the bigs, but to use that talent to acquire major league pieces in trades. And in that light, it may take the Pirates being more willing to trade the Cole Tuckers or Kevin Newmans of their systems in order to maximize their value. If there, there's a roadblock that's not giving them a clear path to the major leagues, then at that point, before they perhaps become exposed, before they get injured, you really have to think and, and, and really think about what you want to do with that prospect. Um, I think it was Steve Phillips, the former New York Mets GM, who's famous saying, prospects can get you fired, meaning if they don't work out or if they don't help your team in some way, you know, it's a black mark on your organization. And the Pirates definitely don't need any more of that. 
And of course, no trade is likely to be imminent. Now, the Big League Club, while surprising, has still played just 18 games. So it's entirely too early to even think about which prospects the Pirates could lose. But, you know, as the season inches on and this Pirates team continues to surprise, this possibility becomes less and less far-fetched. That's going to do it for this week's Future Bucks. Just a very quick update on the minor league system. Um, as we develop this show, we're going to add some more. We're probably going to do a rundown of the top performers in the system each time out. And next time we will, like I said, dive into the team's lower levels and to see if there are some diamonds to be found on quite a bit of coal. But for now, this is Jason Rolson uh, thanking you for listening to us here on Lockdown Pirates. The best way to help us is to tell a friend, uh, subscribe to our podcast, and leave a review if you can. And you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Pirates. Thanks.